Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mental Moms podcast. I'm Kat, and I'm here with Bannon. Hey, y'all. We're so happy for you guys to be tuning in again this week. This week's episode is going to be kind of serious and kind of important. And so, Rhiannon, do you want to tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. All right. So, y'all, we're going to be talking about abortion. We all know about the Roe versus Wade that got returned by the Supreme Court. So, we're going to be talking about that. There's going to be some mentioning of sexual assault and child abuse. If these topics trigger you or make you uncomfortable, I suggest that you don't listen any further. Me and Kat are both very set in our opinion on this topic, so there's really no room for arguing. We're really set in our opinion, and we have reasons for that, and we're going to share that with you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, and I just wanted to touch on that, too, is we feel strongly about this, and we really don't want or need anyone trying to sway or give us reasons for feeling another way so wanted to mention that we do want to start off by talking about the upcoming election it's really important that everyone votes because together our voice will make a difference and that election is coming up november 8th 2022 which is just a few days away so that's why we want to kind of wanted to put this episode out very soon so that we can just raise a little bit more awareness and talk about it and give you that important info. So I wanted to touch on what's on the ballot for this election. So I did some research and it was easier for me to find what was on the ballot for my state particularly, which is Florida. I know there's going to be like certain things that are on a Texas ballot and things like that, like certain specific minor issues that will be voted on, but I wanted to mention like the main most important things up for vote currently in each state. Okay, so we have the U.S. Senator, the U.S. Representatives, multiple U.S. Representatives. We have State Attorney General, State Representatives, multiple of those, County Commissioners, Governors for each state, Chief Financial Officers, and Supreme Court Justices. And I want to Notate that Supreme Court justices, for anyone who doesn't know, they are in the Supreme Court. They are the people that make up the Supreme Court, and they are the people who actually decided and had the power to overturn Roe versus Wade. And for anybody who doesn't know what Roe versus Wade is, that is the law that allowed everyone in the United States and gave everyone the protection and the ability to have an abortion legally and safely. Without this law, many women will not have access to safe abortions, and that puts them in. So banning abortions doesn't get rid of abortions. Let's make that clear. It just makes access to them unsafe for those who need them. So women are still going to be trying to get abortions, and unfortunately, they're going to be coming across people who only want to make a quick dollar, and they're going to be doing very unsafe procedures and giving medications that are not safe for women and will cause those women to be ill or die because that is what we've seen in our past. That is what continued to happen until Roe versus Wade came into law. 
So Rhiannon, do you want to kind of tell us where you stand and what your opinion is on abortion and access to contraception? Because that's also a discussion that they're talking about getting rid of. Like, I, I don't know if I'd ever get an abortion myself. I feel like I probably lean on the side of yes, because I'm a single mom. And we're going to talk about this later. But I'm a single mom and I can barely kind of afford to take care of my kids. I can't imagine if I had to struggle with three kids, three or more kids, like that's already tough. So I wouldn't want to do that, take away more from my kids to make room for someone that I'm not prepared for. As far as everyone else, anyone else, any other woman or family that wants an abortion, that's your choice. I fully support you, you know, your body, your choice. And then access to contraception. So... It needs to be easily accessible, like, because a lot of people don't have health insurance to go get birth control, to go see a doctor, to go see about, it's not even just about birth control, but, like, checking their, like, woman parts and their, all of that, like, having access to a doctor to check all of that out for you, and then your birth control, and then, like, everything else is having access to that is so important. And not a lot of people have access to that because they don't have health insurance. And then not only that, but like, I know personally that I take like 500 different medications that I never remember to take, like ever. So having options to have multiple different kinds of birth control and then having them all be in an affordable way, because I'm on an IUD and those can get expensive. Like really expensive, especially if you don't have health insurance. And if you need that, because you're like me and suck at taking medications on like on time, then that can be hard if you, you know, you need access to that. And then recently it's been talked about to ban plan B and the IUD, the, the intrauterine device for birth control. Which is what I have. Because they want to control women and when and how they have babies. That's why. Okay. And so I just think like we need more access to birth control, affordable access to birth control. There is a website called NERCS. It's an app. And you can get birth control without insurance. You can get the pill. I think it's for like $15 a month and it's delivered right to your door. And then there's other options for like the patch or uh, you can get IUD and of course you'd have to go to the doctor to get that put in, but they have other options for you. And they also have a shot option, which I think is like $50 a month. It's not so bad where you have to go pay for the doctor appointment and for the birth control, you know, like $15 and it's delivered to your door. That sounds pretty good. I think other types of birth control, also need to be more affordable, i.e. the shot and the IUD, because those are expensive and you do need to go see a doctor. But yeah, that's my opinion on all of it. What about you, Kat? All right, y'all. I got a lot of opinions. So first and foremost, it's none of the government's business or anyone else's business what women do or don't do with their bodies, okay? That's my opinion on it. I don't feel like there should even be a conversation about 
whether or not a woman should or can have a baby, period. It's not your womb. Don't worry about it. And that's kind of where I stand. At the end of the day, it's about control. Forcing women to have babies forces women to be stuck in poverty because let's look at the facts, y'all. Life is expensive. This country is expensive. Children are expensive. So they know that and that's why they do it. That's the number one reason is keeping women in poverty, controlling women, keeping the narrative of it's a man's world. The women are only supposed to be making babies and that's all they should be doing. And I don't agree with it. I think, like I said before, we should have the control over our own bodies. We should definitely have access to methods of keeping us from like getting pregnant. Like half of us can't afford to have any more kids or even have one kid. You know, most of us have had children by accident. The lack of education we were given by our parents on safe sex. That's number one. So most people who have kids, it's not on purpose. (laughs) And for anyone who feels they have the right to impose their opinions and control what women do, I think that you need to have some mental evaluation on your brain. And you need to ask yourself why you're so occupied and bothered about what someone else is doing with their bodies. Like straight point blank, you need to ask yourself, what's wrong with me? Are you willing to go and adopt that baby once it comes out of her stomach? Because if you are, then fine, go ahead and tell her she should keep it and you will take over the taking care of it, financially providing it for for that child for 18 years. Okay, I wanted to also touch on that. And then they kind of get mad at us for like being on like food stamps and stuff like that. Like we didn't, we didn't want the baby in the first place. <laughs> well, I wanted my kids, but like some people didn't want it. Like why? Like you're going to force them to have a baby that they don't want or they can't afford. And then whenever they get on food stamps or welfare, they're going to be like, oh, well, you should get your list. So it's like, well, look, I had another solution and you didn't want that. So pick your battles. Yeah. And it's like, unless you're willing to, like I said before, Unless you're willing to go and take care of that girl or woman for that 10 months she carries that baby and then go ahead and take that baby out of her hands and you're ready to raise that child for 18, 20, actually we should say 25 because most people need their parents to about 25, sometimes even 30, baby. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. And the other thing is like, like I said, most people, if we really did a study, I don't know if there's an actual study out there, but I think that if we did a study on how children are brought into the world and we just did like a statistic survey on if the child was planned or by accident, I think most of them would be by accident, right? So then that woman is stuck with this very, very hard choice. And let's be honest, society and religion have put this pressure on women to say, well, if I abort this little freaking embryo, whatever you want to call it, it's not a freaking human yet. That's my opinion. It's not a human yet. 
if I abort this, I'm going to go to hell if I, if it's a religious thing or people are going to look at me nasty. They're going to judge me. So it's like women don't really even have the choice. Most of the time, it depends on the type of woman they are, or even girl, I should say, because I could have had a baby at 10 years old. That's when I started menstruating, like having a menstrual cycle. You want a 10-year-old to have a freaking baby? Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, we don't give, not only now, like, are we back in the freaking 70s and 60s right now? Like, I can't believe we're even having this conversation but the, 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 the fact of the matter, even when it was legal, we still have all of these things influencing us. We can't make the decision, you know, solely based on, okay, am I financially ready? Am I mentally ready? Am I emotionally ready? Like, why do we have all of these people coming at us about these decisions that affect only us? Doesn't even affect you. Why are you so preoccupied? Worry about yourself. If you legally cannot adopt a child, and that includes finances, stability, a home, a job, and mentally stable, why should you be able to give birth? Like, we have all of these criteria of like buying houses and renting cars, and you cannot, it's so hard to adopt a child. But we just want every little girl, little teenager, woman that gets pregnant to continue that pregnancy and bring that child into the world make it make sense y'all like it makes no sense none of it makes any sense mind your damn business the government should not be involved you should not be involved if someone is following that religion they will make their decision based off that religion not everyone has the same religion this is the united states There are so many different cultures and religions and races. We should not be running this country based off of Christian views and Christian rules. I mean, that's that's just common sense. And the last thing that I want to say, not that I'm giving my opinion, you know, you brought up food stamps and you brought up welfare. The criteria to receive welfare is so like you literally have to be making zero dollars in order to receive food stamps, childcare. And I know this because I don't qualify for any of it. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, I don't make that much money. I struggle paycheck to paycheck, yet I still don't qualify for welfare. And y'all want me, if I get pregnant, y'all want me to have more kids When I can't even afford, I mean, the basic things that everyone needs in life. Make it make sense, y'all. And then you want to shame people for being on welfare. That y'all want them to starve? What are we? I thought we were the best country in the world. You shame people for being on welfare. You'd rather them starve than have a little bit of taxes taken out of your damn check just to feed people. So you're talking about, like, how hard it is to, like, apply for welfare. There was a point in my life, not too long ago, like very, very recently, where like I was making like, I think it was like $800 a month at this point. And my rent was 1100 So I was making less than my rent 
And I went and I asked for a MF. And I went to go apply for that, which that's the cash help. I went to go apply for that. And they told me, no, for a family my size, with me and my two children, I have to make less than $400 for like a certain period of time. So I had to like go more broke and then be sitting there like a duck for a little while, like a month or two before they take me serious. And that's gonna take another month or two for them to like actually like go through the process of getting me help. So it's incredibly hard. And most of the time they want you to stay there and that's a shitty situation. I had a friend that was on welfare and had food stamps and stuff. And she was making like $10 an hour or something. And she had to cut her hours because she was making too much, quote unquote, too much to get help. But with her too much money, quote unquote, too much money, right? She couldn't afford to pay the bills. She couldn't afford it. She needed the help. She literally made more with the help than she did without the help. And there's like that very thin line of where you can be to get help. It's insane. It's an insane expectation. And they really want to trap you there because the moment you make a dollar more, you're off. And then you're going to be really fucked because you still can't afford it. You still can't afford life. Life is expensive. I want to say the system is not built to help you succeed. It's, it's there to keep you there. It's there to keep you needing that assistance. Because if that system wanted you to grow above it, and succeed, it would not be built the way it is. A hundred percent, it would not be. I grew up in a, in a household where my mother made nothing. We never had a, a home of our own. And guess what? She tried getting on Section 8 and all these different supposed housing programs, was never able to, with two children and making no money, nothing. So you need a somehow work hard and provide for yourself because let me tell you right now this government is not here for you not gonna help you succeed so while we wanted to give our personal thoughts and feelings on this matter we also want to give you the like all the facts because this isn't just like a woman's problem this is for everyone like little girls like your mom your grandma your aunt your cousin your sister whatever like we all have a play in this, you know? We have to think about them too. And dads, this is for you too. Because if you think of your little girl, think of your wife, think of your sister. So anyone and everyone can be affected by this. And we just want y'all to take your time and listen to us and do your own research also. Like we don't know everything, but we did some research and we were trying to share that with you guys. So. So. You know, we want to give our opinions, but we also want to provide some facts we, we were able to find ourselves. Um, this was found on American University, Washington, D.C. It's a little article that I read, and I just wanted to give you guys some solid information from a separate source, not just coming from our mouths. Everyone in the world pretty much knows this, but according to American University, Washington, D.C., on Friday, June 24th, 2022, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, 
the landmark piece of legislation that has made access to an abortion a federal right in the United States. The decision dismantled 50 years of legal protection and paved the way for individual states to curtail or outright ban abortion rights. Already, because of trigger laws in place, put, put in place before the ruling, the abortion, I'm sorry, not the abortion, abortion is now outlawed in many states automatically or through state action following the decision. In addition, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote that certain other landmark rulings should be reconsidered, including established rights to contraception access, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriage. Infuriating. Nine states have already implemented their abortion bans. Another dozen states are already in process. So not that everyone needs a reason to get an abortion. Like, it's your body, your choice. You do what's best for you. But we want to remind everyone that there's many reasons why someone would need an abortion. So in the instance of rape, and I wanted to talk about this, is like, there is some cases where rapists can get rights to their child if their victim gets pregnant. So currently there are 15 states. There's Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Indiana, Iowa, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, Mississippi, South Dakota, Texas, Vermont, and Washington that can all terminate the parental rights of a rapist. Otherwise, you have to prove legally, like they have to be legally convicted, which is already hard enough to get their parental rights taken away. While others have varying restrictions in place and many still require a criminal conviction. But there's stories out there of like people having to raise their child with their rapist because their rapist sued them for a child custody. Okay, so there's that. And then in on the topic of rapists, like abstinence sex ed, like the teaching abstinence for sex ed that does not protect anyone in the event of rape. It teaches you, it doesn't teach you about STIs, it doesn't teach you about pregnancy, it doesn't teach you about anything that you need to know in the event that you're raped. So I don't believe in abstinence only sex ed. It needs to be taught thoroughly. Other reasons for an abortion would be incest, abusive relationships, finding out your child would be born with a life-threatening condition, the mother's life is at risk, although treating an ectopic pregnancy is not considered an abortion. So already having children to provide for and not being able to provide for them if they have more children. Again, I'm a single mom, so I can relate to that. I would not be able to support another baby. Birth control and protection failing. Child and teenage pregnancy, it would interfere with the education or career. So like 50% of teen moms don't graduate high school or go to college by the age of 22. Some more reasons are they're not emotionally, mentally, or physically able to, able to take care of a child. They don't want a baby or they don't want to place a baby up for adoption. 
So this also, I was thinking it could potentially put a child in danger because if you don't want a baby, right? And then you're forced to have that baby, you could end up being really resentful. Like, and then abusing that baby because you're angry that you had to give birth to it when you didn't want it. And then there's dangerous situations in adoption, but we'll talk about that later. And the, the last reason for an abortion would be that the partner does not want a baby and therefore a woman will be left alone to care for the child. But there's so many other reasons, man, like there's a ton of reasons, but whatever you choose, that's always going to be your choice. Well, it should be your choice. Yeah, Unfortunately, be- because of what's going on, your choice is at risk. And in some states, you don't even have the choice anymore. So, you know, we just want to put that emphasis out there as like, what these people want to make it seem like is we're just irresponsible and we're like being erratic and we're just, we just want to have so much sex and we don't want, we don't care about what's going on. And the fact of the matter is that is not the freaking case. Okay. People have so many different, like so many different things going on in their lives. And there's so like, there's millions of different situations that could end up in pregnancy wanted or unwanted like it's not always black or white stop assuming that people who get pregnant are just reckless and irresponsible and they don't care about the result and they just want to they're just using abortion as a, a birth control it's not the case you know, it's not the case. And a side note, too, is we should not allow people who've been alive for like 70 years, okay, to be making decisions for the future of this country. Our future, you know, they, we're living in a different world and we want to keep pushing our world forward not backwards. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to push us backwards where women didn't have a choice to vote. African-American people didn't have, have a voice at all. LGBTQ. I'm sorry. I know there's more than just LGBTQ. I don't actually know if you, you know, go in any of that department, everyone should have the right to choose what life they want to live as long as they're not harming anybody. Your body your choice period so i think another reason that people want to like throw at us whenever we talk about abortion is that religion is thrown in there that we should be abstinent and that god created sex in order to reproduce and therefore that's why we shouldn't be allowed to have abortions because whenever you have sex you know the outcome the potential outcome is a baby but Not everyone believes in religion. Not everyone believes in Christianity to begin with, because there's so many other religions out there. Um, So I think teaching abstinence and expecting a whole population of people to be abstinent because of your views is insane. 
You're forcing people to have children. You're forcing women that don't want children to have children. You're forcing, you're potentially forcing children to have children. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for the children that are being born. It's dangerous for the women that are being forced to give birth. It's a dangerous game. So I think where religion comes into lawmaking, it needs to be not in laws at all. If we have a freedom of religion in the United States to practice whatever religion we want, and I think, quote unquote, Christianity to not be in charge of making laws because it's, it's 2022, y'all. It's not, we're not in Jesus' time. This is a new world. New rules are being made, new paths are being paved. So, I think the Bible needs to be left where it came from, for the most part, and out of lawmaking, 100%. I definitely agree. And I think what we're, you know, I want to speak on my opinion about it, but I do want to say we're not anti-religion. We want you all to follow any religion that is right for you. We're just saying don't force it down our throats. Don't expect us to follow what you want to follow. Because if I'm being honest here, religion is man-made. Okay? It is. It wasn't written before our time. People wrote the Bible. People wrote religion. I believe in God. I believe there's a greater being who we are going to see one day when we pass away. And I do live my life with morals and I never hurt anyone intentionally. So I just want to make that a point to say is like, you're free to do whatever you want as far as following, following whatever religion you want. But stop pushing it on everybody because we don't want it. And we shouldn't have to live our lives the way you want to live your life. You're not the boss of us. You're not in control of us. This isn't kindergarten where one person wants to tell everybody else what to do. Like, you should have learned this a long time ago. Mind your damn business. So, yeah, I don't feel like, I feel like it's very disrespectful to every other religion. And I just, there's no room for it in lawmaking at the end of the day. If you go back in time to the different religions that people had and the certain beliefs that people had back in the day when they used to believe in witches and they used to hang women or men who were supposedly involved in witch, like our history is dark. And it's because of this herd mentality of let's just follow one person one way and we cannot have our own opinions and our own way of thinking. Believe what you want to believe, follow what you want to believe, but don't expect everyone else to follow you because that's not right. It's not. So that's how I feel about religion in the government. It doesn't belong. It doesn't, it shouldn't have a place in there. And it does have a place in there because we're still being ran by people who were born 60, 70, 80 years ago. It was a different time. This is a whole different time. We should, we should have someone running the country 
who's actually going to see the future they're creating. Not going to be in a grave by the time that we see the result of the future they created. Oh, Lord. All right. Let's get deep, y'all. It's getting deep. All right. So I want to touch on, you know, this notion that I've heard and documentaries I've read and things I've seen of the number one thing people who are anti-abortion, pro-life, they say, you know, let someone adopt your baby, like give your baby up to someone who is a love loving home who would love to financially support and raise your child. So my rebuttal to that is foster care and the statistics of child abuse in this country. And I did get this from www.aecf.org slash blog slash child welfare and foster care statistics. Because we want to talk about adopting children and we want to say that there's plenty of homes and plenty of loving families that are available to take these children that we're forcing to be born. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at what's actually happening in this country. This article is called Child Welfare and Foster Care Statistics. As of 2020, there were 615,000 confirmed child victims of abuse or neglect. Three out of four experienced neglect and maltreatment. 16% of them were physically abused. 9% of them were sexually abused. 6% of them were emotionally abused and 2% of them experience medical neglect. Young kids are the most at risk. 72% of those children in, the, in those numbers were 10 and under. In 2020, 213,964 children entered foster care. This rate of entry has stayed the same for two decades. 20 years, children's one to five make up the largest amount of children entering. Can you imagine a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old being handed off to strangers? Just sickening in 2020. A total of 407,493 children were living in foster care actively. More than a third of foster children and youth experience more than two placements each year, meaning their living arrangements change at least twice a year. So they get placed with strangers two times a year, two times. The number one thing children need to thrive is stability. And these young babies, these young innocent children are getting handed off twice a year to complete strangers. 
more than 20,000 youth left foster care in 2020 without reuniting with their parents ever or having another permanent family home. Approximately only one out of four children leave foster home via adoption. And that, and that number has gone down in 2020. Rihanna, you wanna tell us how you feel about these statistics we just talked about, we just went over? Oh, that makes me wanna cry. That really does, that's so sad. Cause like, I know that people, and I know that I would personally, if I could probably like adopt a child because I don't think it's, it makes me so sad that there's not healthy families for these children to go to. And a lot of people are in it for the money and they're not in it to take care of children. Like these are children and they need support and they need love and they need just healthy living situations and they don't need to be sexually assaulted and abused. It's just sad that only less than one in four children are getting adopted. And then the number of children that are being abused every year, it's just, it's sad. It makes me want to cry. It makes me want to go gather up all those little babies and take them home with me and just take care of them. Financially, I can't, but I would love to because I just feel so bad for them. I know that if I got pregnant and I didn't choose abortion, then I probably wouldn't feel comfortable putting my kid in a foster care system or putting them into adoption because that just makes me so sad. Like I wouldn't want that for my kid. Even if I didn't want my kid, I wouldn't want that for my kid. These statistics that I read and I wrote down are truly heartbreaking. And I, I have a five-year-old little boy and I could never imagine him being, you know, with different people twice a year. You don't know how these people are treating them. And, and even if they have good intentions and they're awesome people, like, that is the most heartbreaking thing in the entire world. And you want to keep, you want, you want to force more children to come into the world. And you want to force more people who have no business having children, who are not going to take care of these children, who are going to neglect these children, who are going to abuse these children, possibly kill them because maybe they're mentally not able to do what they have to do as parents. Being a good parent is probably one of the hardest things to do having the patience and the, and the time and the well and the capacity, the mental capacity to take care of a child. And as of 2020, there's 400,000 kids, no, no mother, no father, no real, no real place to call a home. And you want more kids to be born in the world. Why don't you take your energy, all this energy you're putting into trying to force women to have more kids. And why don't we save those kids? Why don't we help them? Why don't we worry about them? Because they are the ones who need it. Not these unborn fetuses. These mothers who become impregnated want to force these people to have these kids they cannot take care of, don't want to take care of, 
whatever the case is, it's their choice. Let's take care of the children who are literally suffering and who don't even have a home. They can't turn around and say, well, it's May. I wonder what, you know, what we're going to do for Christmas because they probably won't even be with that family anymore. Do you know how sick that is? Do you know how sad that is? And we want to put all this energy to bring more kids into the world just to be put in that situation. It's disgusting. So you were talking about this earlier about like dangers of them putting like foster kids and stuff and like bringing more kids into this world and why would you want to do that? And honestly, and I know this is like a bit conspiracy-ish is like, I think just that they want to control women, I think they want more kids in the foster care system because they know that those kids aren't protected. They know that they're vulnerable and they're not protected and then they eventually they can make money off of them. Either they'll end up going to jail and they can get free labor out of them or they can sexually assault them and get away with it or like literally so much there's so much things that they could get out of kids being in foster care and being traumatized out of it like traumatizing them almost on purpose to get something in the long run I was literally gonna say that and I I know that I feel like that's so conspiracy-ish but I feel like that's what's happening of course it is of course it is they want more fucked up people in the world so they can lock them up and use them it's all about money it's all about keeping us mentally sick so they can do what they want with us so we're little chess pieces in their damn game mm-hmm. all to benefit them i don't care if that sounds conspiracy or you know taboo it's a fact i believe it it's um, a fact we've seen it for decades literally then i don't know if you remember that like pizzagate thing that was happening where uh people were saying that kids were being sex trafficked through wayfair furniture or something (laughs) while i'm not talking about that exactly is that I think that there's pedophiles out there and that want these kids in foster care so that they can abuse them. And, and like doing this stuff, like going after these children on purpose for their own gain. And like now these kids are put into the system and just being abused over and over and over again by multiple people. It's just so sad and heartbreaking. And I just, I really want to go and grab all those poor little babies and bring them home with me. It's a sad world. Yeah. I know one day I'm going to get to a place financially where I can foster a kid and adopt the kid. And that is one of my life goals because it's not fair that the hand that they were dealt and they don't deserve to go through pain. And there's just going to keep being more kids. As long as we keep letting you know, the government and the reckless people keep bringing children into the world. You know, that 
without anyone who truly loves them or wants them to be okay. I wanted to go over real quick. I found this on adoptuskids.org, this, the following information. When adopting through fostering and through welfare agencies, the adoption process is usually state funded, which means free. Nothing's truly free though, let me say that. <laughs> but when you do it privately, the prices for adoption can range from $5,000 to $40,000. And then if you adopt, obviously outside of the country, it's probably gonna be a lot more. So people who say, oh, there's plenty of people out there to adopt these children being forced to be into the world. Who has 40 grand laying around just for adoption fees? That doesn't include legal fees. It doesn't include any of that extra stuff. That's alone just a fee to adopt. And I'm sure it's different everywhere. So I'm not speaking for every single state, every single county. I'm just saying that is the range that we're looking at here. So it's not as easy as one, two, three. Let's save a kid. Let's adopt a kid. Even if you have the best intentions and the best heart, who's to say you have that kind of money to adopt a child? So this narrative of there's plenty of people in the world who want to adopt children, number one, not all those people are going to treat them nicely. Number two, some of them are going to get abused by these same adoptive parents. Number three, some people adopt them with the intentions of harming them. So if you think adoption is the solution, it's not. It may be for some cases, but not all. So I wanted to say something. I swear I'd be getting out of breath. I hope that we weren't too like all over the place because I was like, this topic gets me very like, Sometimes it's hard for me to like stay like level-headed and like, you know what I mean? And keep my train of thought because it, 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 it invokes an emotional response. If anything that we said, you know, sounded emotionally driven and just kind of sound a little chaotic, I can personally say this topic triggers me so much because I truly, truly want to protect any, every single child that even lives. And I truly believe children deserve to be protected. So me being pro-choice is not because I don't care about children and I, I, I want to never have any children be born. I know what kind of cruel world it is and I know how many children come into the world abused and neglected. And I want to take care of the children that are here. And I want to prevent that because these children deserve that. They don't deserve to be born into a world where they won't be protected, they won't be loved, they won't be provided for because you don't, you don't provide and you don't raise good children and healthy children, we won't have healthy adults. And that is what we currently don't have. Most people are not healthy mentally. Okay. So what I actually wanted to say was, in summary, please go vote. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Just because it's not an election for our president doesn't mean it's not important. 
our president doesn't make all the decisions. Everyone below him contributes to that. And this is a perfect example of that. The Supreme Court made this decision. And that speaks volumes. And I don't think that we're taught about our government enough. So most of us don't know, you know, even how to register to vote, how to vote, what we're voting for, who these people are, what they do. They make your, they make the decisions for you. Okay. So we might not have a specific say in every freaking thing that, you know, comes up to vote for, but we can choose people who align with our morals and what we believe in. And if you don't do that, you leave it up to the other people who don't have any morals and want to control you, whether you're a woman or a man. So we want to leave it on a positive note. I think that no matter what topic we're discussing, we do want to leave it off happy-ish. And we want to say that everyone has a different opinion and we can respect each other and disagree, but we're not going to pretend like we don't care about this topic because it's taboo or there's so many people against it. At the end of the day, I believe what I believe. Rhiannon believes what she believes. Yes, ma'am. We have freedom of speech in this country. And just like you all can say pro-life, we can say pro-choice. Pro-choice. Period. Pro-choice. And we're going to say it loudly. If you don't like that opinion and you can't respect that opinion, this is not the podcast for you. We will never make content to appease you know, other people to make you stick around and listen to us. We respect other people, but we will not pretend to be people that we're not, especially when it comes to our morals and doing what's right. We're just trying to spread awareness and spread our opinion of the situation because I think a lot of people actually do agree with us. And they do know that this is a serious issue. I wanted to add to real quick, now that you said that, It's perfectly fine for anyone to have their opinions and to think that, you know, we're wrong and they're right. That's okay. Because you know what? That's your choice. That's your right. You don't need to concern yourself of Mary, Elizabeth, Kathy, Sarah about what they're doing with their bodies. Keep your opinion to yourself. Nobody needs it. So that's all. That's the whole episode of the Mental Moms podcast with me, Rhiannon, and Kat. And we are so happy that you listened to us and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening, guys. Go vote November 8th.